A little different direction this morning, not long. Uh, Just want to get the subject going. I want to talk about rapture. It's an interesting, it's an interesting thing because you've got, and I'm not getting into that today at all, may not even get into that. You've got three, uh, you've got three courses that some people take. You've got pre-trib, you've got mid-trib, and you've got post-trib. In other words, some say that we're going to be here for tribulation. Well, some say that's what's going on. But as we study this, and I'll show you, the Thessalonians thought that herself, and then Paul straightened out the matter. Folks, we're not going to be here when things really hit. You think, how could it get any worse? Actually, God's grace is covering a lot that's going on right now. Uh, If you haven't seen Sound of Freedom... Uh, they've extended it in most of the theaters, so you do not want to miss this. Uh, probably one of the hardest movies I've watched. I did, as a matter of fact, I put it off. I did not really want to watch it, but I felt like, well, I need to see it. But after I did, it was done so well. Uh, for your information, it was made by Disney five years ago. And Disney would not put it out. We don't get into that. But uh, Angel Studios, who did The Chosen, they ended up being able to purchase it and get it out because it needs to be got out. But uh, no graphics showed, just you know what's going on. But when you get the revelation of what is going on, it'll just... I can't, I'm still trying to shake it. Uh, wake up in the middle of the night going, I don't believe this. But we're in end times. And that's just a sign for us that believe that Jesus is going to be grabbing us out of here pretty quickly. Uh, the time is very, very short. You say, well, Paul said that. No, a lot of things weren't complete. We're in a situation now where everybody on this earth can communicate almost instantaneously. Uh, Elon Musk is putting up thousands of satellites right now. Once he gets those finished, he's got like 4,000 up already. Once he gets all the satellites up... There'll not be one place on earth that you cannot get cell service. So that means that all the prophecies that have come forth of what we're going to see in the end times, everybody's going to be able to see it all at the exact same time. Pretty amazing. And not until today and now in this knowledge. Uh, It's a pretty amazing thing what's coming down. But catch that movie, Sound of Freedom. Uh, Sparta extended it for a week. Perryville starting it. Doc, do you remember when that date was? Anybody know? First. September when they're waiting that long? Yeah, they couldn't, couldn't oh, he couldn't get it. Uh, I seen it at Cape. I think it's at Carbondale. Uh, it's two hours and twelve minutes long, and it's intense the whole time. It's just pretty intense, but it's good. And what's what I like about it? It's a true story. It's not a makeup story. It's about a man that rescued a, a, a young little boy and and a, his sister. And was able to get both of them out of the trafficking, kids trafficking. I thought, in my mind, that the trafficking was teenagers. No. What a perverted society we live in. It's six, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve-year-old kids that are getting snatched up off the street and gone. Uh, it's a sad deal. But I want to talk to you. Did you all know that you are the bride of Christ? Now, you've heard that and you know that, but uh, 
There's no place in the Gospels that it talks about the rapture. You get into Paul's writings and it does. And I want to I share only one that there is. Uh, but I want to explain a little bit before I read it. In the Jewish custom, if a man felt like he needed to marry this woman over here, he would go to the father and say, I'd like to marry your wife. And then in the Jewish customs, he had to pay a ransom for the wife. I didn't know you women were worth extra money, but obviously you are on Jewish customs. So you, we are. So you, so you had, they, they had to pay that. And then the father's responsibility was to build you a honeymoon suite or a home hooked to their home or another place. That was his responsibility. And you couldn't have the bride until that was complete. Now, follow my what I'm saying here, because I'm going to read you a scripture that I have used in funerals, and it's not really for funerals. It's for us that's going to get raptured out of here because Jesus paid his life for us, and then his father is building us a room in heaven or a quarters in heaven or a log house or whatever you want in heaven. That's coming. But listen to this scripture as I read it. I'm going to be reading out of the Passion Bible. He's talking to the disciples. They're going through a hard time. They don't understand what's going on. He said, don't worry or, or, don't worry or surrender to your fear. Boy, who surrenders to your fear? You have something come up in your life. The first thing the enemy comes in is tries to throw things that's may not, maybe not even going on, but fear. He says, don't worry or surrender to your fear, for you've believed in God. Now trust and believe in me also. My father's house has many dwelling places. If it were otherwise, I would tell you plainly, because I go to prepare a place for you. And when everything is ready, I will come back and take you to myself so that you will be where I am. Now, in the Jewish customs, that scripture in John was actually saying to his, his disciples, will you marry me? Now, could you imagine what they thought? Come on, we know this is not right. And you're, you're wanting to, you're laying out a, a plan to marry me, you're going to have the father fix me a home. You're going to pay a ransom for my life. Because they knew all this was coming on because he had explained what was going to happen. So he really, it was, it was, a, it was a wedding. It was a, going to be a wedding and it was a proposal is what it was. Well, he is, we are the bride. You're all quiet to that. But does not that say this? You want me to read it again? Let me read it again to you. It says, don't worry or surrender to your fear, for you believed in God. Now trust and believe in me also. My Father's house has many dwelling places. If it were otherwise, I would tell you plainly, because I go to prepare a place for you. And when everything is ready, see, ready for us is rapture. When everything is ready, when, and you know what's interesting about the Bible says, Jesus said, only the Father, only God knows the time of rapture. Well, typical us, we've took it to the degree that we, we, we're taught, been taught, you'll never know when. No, that's the world that'll never know when. We may not have the minute down, but folks, the house is almost finished. 
He's almost done with what needs to be prepared in heaven to take us. He, he knows the final one that's going to get saved. He knows the final child at camp that's going to get saved. He already knows all that, who's going to come to him. He, God knows this. Jesus don't know it. So he's saying here, my father's house has many dwelling places. If it were otherwise, I would tell you plainly because I go to prepare a place for you. And when everything is ready, I will come back to, and take you to myself so that you will be where I am. Rapture is coming. Rapture is going to take place. Or, it's so wild. I've, I've been overworking at home. Uh, I'm getting ready to to start building a garage, so I got two great big carports that, that had to get moved. I got, I got pine trees that had to be trimmed, and I forget that I'm 72 years old, almost 73. And I literally, last night, was so tired, I forgot to make my coffee, which is made every night before I go to bed. I forgot, that I had water dripping in the sink, and I never let, you, you shut everything off. I forgot to carry Teddy's my dog's bed back in my room where he sleeps. Uh, I just collapsed on the bed. And I thought, and then when I woke up this morning, it was like, are you kidding me? I got muscles in my back that I forgot I even had. I've got a big, long pole saw. Well, I can't even pick my hand up hardly to now. Jesus is coming back because I'm wore out. Jesus is coming back because the body is ready. You say, well, we're not, and we're not ready yet. He's got some things doing. One of the things that I'm going to be getting on later on after I go through this for a few services. Folks, can I side note here? We have got to start getting along. It's ridiculous to have people in the body of Christ that's mad at people in the body of Christ. To have people in the body of Christ that's talking about people in the body of Christ. It's ridiculous. We're supposed to be mature enough to forgive each other and act like it didn't even happen. So we won't. I don't believe we'll be out of here until that gets adjusted. But we are so close that I wanted to start bringing this up. I'm not, I'm not real good at, at teaching in the area of, of revelations and all, all that stuff. It, it's too deep for this mind. But yet I know that I know there's basic things that you can see in here. The Bible says that our mortal bodies will become immortal at a twinkling of an eye. And it says, what's interesting, and it says that the argument in Thessalonians, and we'll get in there, is that those that died first, they're, they're going to be taken up with us, but right before us. Now, you're not going to see, you're not going to see grave sites blowed open. You're talking in a different dimension. You're talking just out and gone and not there. You're talking changes that are going to be... Um, I, I really believe that, that the world, who doesn't understand any of this, I think they're being set up to, to explain why we're all gone. Your government now is saying that there's aliens. Your government now is trying to explain away some of this stuff that's going on, when in fact, they've got machinery that you don't even know about. They've got things going on that you don't even know about. But when we get raptured, that's going to be one of their explanations. Well, they were taken by aliens. Because they're still going to have a group of people that are here. And what's sad about it, it's a large, large, large group that's here. And that's the scary part about it. But we've got to recognize, see, we're going to be at a place where our bodies never get sick again. 
For some of you young people, you don't understand that. Bear with me, my, my harness that holds my microphone's falling apart here. I've got to be really calm today here. But we're, we're never going to age. For you young people, you don't understand that. You want to age. Aubrey counted the days till she turned 16 and then couldn't get her license until just recently because of the time, counting the time. We, we stopped counting that. We don't care, and I don't feel that old at times. I do this morning, but for the most part, I feel still feel 16. Well, my mind does. But what's, what's going to be amazing that we're going to be able to just, I mean, it's going to be a whole different, the, the, the color schemes, the, everything we see and do is going to be totally changed because we're in a physical body that's, that's t being tore down daily by, by everything around us, but we're going to be totally translated, and we're going to be translated. I mean, it's going to be, I, I want everybody just to blink. That's how quick we're going to be gone. I mean, you're not going to have time to see yourself floating up. You're just going to be gone. You say, well, is your clothes going to be left behind? I don't know how all that works, but boy, wouldn't that be funny looking? I hope I'm not driving the bus home with the kids, but I guess if they're all saved, it won't matter. Because then the bus will be empty. The aggravating thing anyway. Just let it run off the road and park. Or whatever it'll do. You all get in the picture. See, we're in a place where, where the Lord has, has, has made an agreement. He has, he has paid the ransom, and we are the bride, and the Father is building our homes. The Father is building our place. That all goes along with Scripture. And the Father has done all that. And when he gets, you know, it's interesting. Back in those days, did they know when the house was going to be finished or the, or the room was going to be finished? No, but they had an idea. They could see the building up. They could see the things that were going to be done. They could see what, what wasn't yet to be done. Well, folks, look at, the, look at what we're living in. It said it's going to be like Sodom and Gomorrah. It is there. And it's at that place where, where men, men crave men. Where women crave women instead of being the natural order like God designed it. Everything has gone crazy. Where, where older men, perverts, chase after little bitty kids. I mean, it's, it's got sick. That's a sign that the building's almost finished. That's a sign that it's already getting established. And then he's going to say, go get them. Well, when, when the father tells the son, go get your bride, you think he just said, ah, well, I'll go tomorrow. No, because no. no, he's been waiting, and she's been preparing and waiting, and they are ready. They, that's all they have thought about. That's all we should be thinking about. We should be encouraging ourselves, and I'll read a scripture in the middle that, that, that says that. We need to be lifting each other up instead of cutting each other down. We need to be forgiving people instead of walking in unforgiveness not really understanding what you're doing in all of that. We've got to recognize, we've got to come to a place of knowing that God's got this. In the New Living Translation, 1 Thessalonians 5, 4 said, But you aren't in the dark about these things, dear brothers and sisters, and you won't be surprised when the day of the Lord comes like a thief. I, it's going to be that quick. But it says we won't be surprised. We can expect. We, I, I expect it. I'm, 
I go close my eyes at night. See, I never have trouble falling asleep. It takes me, well, I don't, I, when I roll over, it's over. Now, I might wake up and be up for a while through the night, but that's a different ball game for me. So, every night, as I close, Lord, thank you for the day, and if it's tonight, take me out of here. I mean, we, we don't know when it's going to be time-wise. We can't say, well, tomorrow at 1257, we will be raptured. It don't work that way. It tells us to, to keep doing what you're doing and watch what's coming and pay attention, but you're going to know. You're going to sense in your spirit, man. You're going to know. I, I was talking to Chris yesterday. I was blown away what he told me. He said, Dad, my life has changed so much. He said, I, I've, I'm pursuing to pray in the Spirit 10% of my day. He said, I'm actually keeping track of it time-wise. And he said, I have, and he wasn't bragging about himself. He was just saying, I am so content with my life. I don't care if I stay here or if I get out. He said, because I know this is not going to last much longer. Well, you know, when the Bible tells us that our life is but a... Pff, that's not very long. It seems like it. There's times you just think, is this day ever going to get over? Give me a break. Take advantage of the days that we've got. Don't waste your time laying in bed. Don't waste your time in front of the TV that's teaching you nothing unless you're watching something that's teaching you something which is one or two channels out of the 480 plus, 500, 600. I, I love it when people say, well, there's nothing to watch. Well, there isn't nothing to watch. But there are something on there that you could watch that's good for us. That's all taking that time that we got because he says, you just keep me in sight and keep loving me and keep watching for me and I will be there. I will show up. I will take place. I will be at that place in your life. I will. It's, it's a new time coming. See, that the world is so caught up in their self and their own, their own flesh that the world is so caught up they don't even know what's going on from day to day. That All they think about is what they've got to get accomplished, what they're going to do, and that there's no thoughts on how was Jesus when he was here? All he did was served. That's all he did. I don't even have a place to lay my head. He didn't care. He knew God would take care of him. He was here as man. Remember that. He served as a man to show us how we're supposed to be walking in this realm. He was the kingdom of God like we can be the kingdom of God. He walked with it. You know, uh, Paul wrote in the Thessalonians, they thought, if, if you read the, the book and you study it, they thought they were in tribulation, which means they thought Jesus had already taken the church out. There were so many people being killed, so much suffering going on. They thought that they had missed it. And in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 and 18 in the Passion Bible, let me go there. I know you don't have, most of you don't have the Passion Bible. You want to get a Bible that's interesting to read. It's the same thing, but it just reads well. Chapter 4, verse 13. I want to read from 13 to 18. Listen to what it says. It says, Beloved brothers and sisters... We want you to be quite certain about the truth concerning those who have passed away so that you won't be overwhelmed with grief like many others who have no hope. See, if you're not born again 
and you have a loved one dies and they're not born again, you don't have hope. You don't know what the chances of ever seeing them again because you don't believe in, in what God has done for us. And then it goes on and it says, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, we, we also believe that God will bring with Jesus those who died while believing in him. This is the word of the Lord. We who are alive in him and remain until the Lord appears will be by no means have an advantage over those who have already died, for both will rise together. For the Lord himself will appear with the declaration of victory, the shout of an angel, and the trumpet blast of God. He will descend from the heavenly realm and command those who are dead in Christ to rise first. Then who were alive will join them, transported together in the clouds to have an encounter with the Lord in the air. And he will be forever joined with the Lord. So encourage one another with these truths. Bam! It'll be over. Wouldn't it be exciting if all of a sudden, bam, everybody in this building was gone? I've often thought we, we, we should put some kind of clause or something. Anybody left behind, enjoy the building or something. I don't know. You know. Because there's going to be a lot of questions. But it's going to happen that quick. And Paul was trying to explain to them, it's going to be okay. Because don't worry about the dead. Don't worry. You've got hope. You're going to see them again. But recognize, they'll be there with you at the exact same time in your heart, in your mind. When you leave, they're there. They're right. They're, they're, they're a nanosecond above you, with you, in the clouds with him. All of a sudden, we're there. This is what rapture is. You say, well, well, well. It's, there's, the word rapture is not in the church, not in the Bible, but it refers to the word rapture, which means a taking away. We're going to be taken away. We, did you hear me? You say, well, what if I'm not good enough? <laughs> it's a question that's asked many times. Well, you've got to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. If, if you will look real quick at that same set of scriptures, I think verse 14. For if, you, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, we also believe that God will bring with Jesus those who died while believing in him. Then it goes on and says, and you will go with him. The only, listen to me. You say, well, I, I've got to go to church. I've got to go to church. I've got to read my word. I've got to be good. I can't cuss. I can't smoke. I can't chew. I can't think wrong. I, I can't. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. And then you're thinking, I can't. I can't. You're putting yourself under law, and you will. You will. You will. We can't do it. The only thing you have to worry about if you're going to be taken out in rapture is do you believe? Did Jesus die for you? There is nobody in here. That's grace. We're in that, we're in that dispensation of grace. I, I, I may go back and look at the other dispensations a little bit, have a little bit of understanding on it, but, but we are not under law. We are not under all the things that were prior to. We are not under Adam and Eve's dispensation except for the sin that he brought up on our lives. But we are under the dispensation of grace, which is crazy when you really think about it. We got salvation and did nothing except believe it. That was it. We get raptured out of here just by believing. 
that he died for our sins and rose again. That's the only requirement. You say, well, that's giving me, that's giving me permission to do what I want. No, it's, you won't want to do it if you really recognize what you're here for. You won't want to do it if you recognize how much God loved you. You won't want to do it if you recognize what you're doing is violating him. Now, you may do it, but eventually you're going to see the right way, and you're going to step back and go, forgive me, Lord. And he did already. That's what's crazy about this dispensation. But, I, but I, I'll never forgive that person. Oh, really? Just think about your own life, what he forgave. When, but I was always good. Oh, really? You never had a wrong thought in your life? Because that's all it takes in law. The Bible says if I thought it, I might as well have done it. That's what it says. Does it not say that? But in this dispensation, which is so awesome for, he's got it set up to get his church out of here. God looks at every one of you believers as perfect. He does not see your mistakes. He does not see. Does that give us a right to do? No, that gives us a right to be people and make mistakes. He wants us to come with a free will. He wants us to live a free will of loving him. He wants us to come where, where, where our thoughts are on him and what he's going to do in our lives and, and how we can help other people and how we can serve and how we can bless people and how we can forgive people that hurt us and how we can forgive those that aren't like us. And I could go on and on. There's nobody in here that's like me. But guess what? There's nobody in here like you. So how in the world could we be perfect? Well, I'm already perfect. You guys aren't. Well, that's what we think. Uh, instantly we go into judgmental, but not when you understand grace and understand what he's doing in this dispensation. He's going to take you and I out of here without any qualifications except believing. That's it. I believe I'm gone. Well, yeah, but what if I'm sitting in a bar drinking a beer? Well, what if you are? Do you believe? You say, well, now you, can, you say I can sit at the bar? I, I'm not. The Bible, let's go see what the Bible says. The Bible says not to be a drunk. The Bible says whoever you hang with is who you're going to become. How many of them are believers? I could go on, go on, go on, go on with all that. Whoever you run with, you will eventually be pulled into that. That's the way it works. So what do you do? You, 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 you step back and go, why? Where is my best place to be to be a witness? What, what should I do? What should I say? Because your job here is to trust him. Your job here is to let him take you. Your job is to let him carry. 1 Corinthians 1.30 says, Jesus made you the righteousness of God in him. He made you righteous. Now why am I saying that? Because I want you to understand in this, in this thing of rapture, he's not expecting you to be perfect. That's why he died for you. It's no different than our health issues that all of us have as we grow older. I, I, I've made the statement, I'm going to quit saying it. Me and Neil were talking about this. I, I've made the mistake a zillion times. The older I get, the better I were, was. That's true, but why are you doing that, Ronnie? Why don't you say it the other way? I get better and I get better and I get better. Why don't I confess over my life that I'm healed from toes? That I don't even want to make a list of all my broken down parts right now. 
abused parts, a lot of it, but still some of it don't work. As a matter of fact, as I look out at you, this little capsule that's in my eye, every once in a while just runs across my eye, remind me that you're far from perfect. But in God's eyes, I am. In God's eyes, I'm totally healed. In God's eyes, I'm totally righteous. The Bible tells me so. He says it again in 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. It's not in me. I See, if, if, if I thought I had arrived to where I'm a good guy, and I, I'm spiritually on top of it, I'm so full of pride that you wouldn't even listen to me. Well, I never did that in my life. Well, good for you. Fact is, we've ever one fell short in some area. But let's don't write a book about each other because each one of us could write a book. Every one of us could. Fact is, he took care of us. He brought us to the place of where he took care of it. See, it's not... Team, come on up. It's not... What you do. That's not. It's who you are. You are in Christ. You believe that he died for us. You trusted that he took care of it. The same thing is going to be the qualifications for rapture. You're not going to get left behind if you're a believer. You trust God and you continue to walk with God. And see, if I'm continually looking to him, I'm going to continue to grow in the things of God. If I quit looking, then that's a different story. If I quit looking, I'm going to suffer the consequences of the choices that I make. I have a free will, but he's already taken care of all of this for me. And my free will is daily, and it really is daily in my life. I, I feel like I'm getting cl closer and closer to the things of him because I'm spending more time waiting for him because the house is almost finished. The room's almost done. You say, well, what kind of room do you want? I don't care. As long as I don't have to fix it. <laughs> you know, I used to enjoy it. Now it's work. I used to enjoy fixing my vehicles, but now it's work. I had to move my carport in a position where I can't get my Carvette out that I've been working on for 100 years. So it's not going to move now until probably the snow flies and, and the spring chickens come up before I get it out now. But I don't care. Because my, my focus is not on that, my focus is changing. And it's a long way from where I want it to be. And you all can say this. I want to be closer to him. But I want to have an assurance. And I do have an assurance that I'm going with him whenever. But I just want to get closer and closer so I can touch more lives. And bring more people to him. Let's all stand there.
Father, we praise you. We thank you that you've done everything for us. All we have to do is just believe and just listen to that sweet spirit that tells us the next direction, the next thing to do right, the next thing to go forward, and know that you've got us. Each one of us are in a different place. We're not at a place of judging anybody. Our place is just to love everybody like you have loved us. And we thank you, Father, for that. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Call you blessed. You are dismissed. If anybody needs prayer for anything, I will be up front for a while.